Welcome everyone to the Becker's Healthcare podcast series. I am Ryan Mohammed with Becker's Healthcare. I'm thrilled to have with me today, Dr. Alexander Irabarn, Chairman of the Department of Cardiothoracic Surgery at the Staten Island University Hospital of Norwell Health. Doctor, it's so nice to talk with you today. How are you? Great, thank you for having me. Yes, of course. Well, to begin, would you mind please in introducing yourself and telling us a bit about your background? Sure, um, my name is Dr. Alexander Irabarn and I'm the chairman of cardiothoracic surgery at Staten Island University Hospital, which is part of Northwell Health. And I'm very excited to be in this position. Before I was here, I was a cardiac surgeon at Dartmouth Health in New Hampshire. And I've worked um, in terms of my training at Columbia University Medical Center, where I did my uh, surgical training and at Duke University Medical Center, where I did my uh, cardiothoracic surgery fellowship. Um, and I'm very excited now to be um, <clears throat> returning to New York City as someone who grew up um, in the New Jersey area. Yes, that is wonderful. And with all the experience that you have, the first thing that I wanted to ask you is, what are the top three biggest issues in cardiology today that you're following? Well, one thing that's very exciting in both cardiac cardiology and cardiovascular surgery is really the rapid advances in technology. Um, just a few weeks ago was the annual meeting of the American College of Cardiology. And, you know, there always continued to be very interesting um, and exciting trials, uh, particularly in the area of valvular or structural heart disease, which is an area that I have a strong interest in, um, where we see increased collaboration between surgeons and cardiologists, which, um, you know, these technologies are expanding options for patients that may have previously not, not have opportunities to be treated. And so as we move forward with collaboration, we'll, you know, we'll continue to see the two specialties working together uh, to try and get patients the best uh, treatments for their valvular heart disease. So I think that's one of the biggest issues currently is the rapid advances in technology and the collaboration. I think the second major issue that we think about is access to care. So as technology continues to expand rapidly, we wanna make sure that particularly with rising healthcare costs, that these new technologies that are developed are available across socioeconomic and geographic boundaries so that all patients can have access to these technologies. Um, and that's something that's very important uh, to continue to stay focused on. And I think the third biggest challenge or biggest issue is ensuring that we have a robust workforce. So with a aging population, we're going to see, you know, increase in cardiovascular disease, particularly, particularly in the heart failure space. And we need to make sure that our workforce continues to be robust enough to meet these challenges, you know, including both cardiac surgeons and cardiologists. So we'll see a lot more um, hybrid training. And in addition to that, the need to continue to do clinical research and randomized trials across the specialties to make sure that we're, we have the best evidence to figure out how best to treat our patients with these new technologies that are developed. So those are really the top three biggest issues I feel in cardiology and cardiac surgery today. 
Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for that insight. And for you, how do you see heart health evolving over the next 18 months, 18 months or so? Sure. So, you know, in the short term, we'll definitely continue to see growth again in these um, trans catheter options for uh, mitral and tricuspid valve disease. Um, now that we have evolved technologies in the aortic space, um, you know, while there are a lot of options um, currently in the mitral and tricuspid space, um, the field is you know, wide open right now, and there's a lot of devices and a lot of ongoing trials. So in the near future, there'll likely be a narrowing of the technologies um, to a couple of really solid options based on the results of upcoming clinical trials that'll, you know, occur over the next year or two. And um, I think one of the most, one of the other exciting areas is sort of the advances in percutaneous options for heart failure and cardiogenic shock, um, since we will be continuing to see a growth in heart failure hospitalizations um, in the future. So that, that I think the area, broadly speaking, of not only advances in technologies for percutaneous options, but also the publication of the data to support the appropriate use of this, those technologies will be something that we'll continue to see, which will evolve the field over the next year or two. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for that. And before I let you go, doctor, the last thing I wanted to ask you is, um, what are you excited about today? And also, is there anything that is making you nervous, whether it's a pro project you're working on or anything in cardiology? Sure. Um, so what makes me really excited is the growth and in innovation and also um, in the clinical trials to support the best use of those innovative technologies. Um, and as I mentioned before, a lot of these treatments um, are really geared to helping patients who previously may not have had options, but now have less invasive, invasive options for treating their heart disease, whether it's patients in heart failure or patients who have coronary disease or patients who have valvular heart disease. The only thing that really concerns me um, is, you know, the, is the importance of really appropriately selecting patients um, for these new technologies, uh, particularly when we were talking about changing the indications from, you know, may, what may have been initially high-risk patients to lower-risk patients and younger patients. So we have to continue to stay focused to, you know, rigorously evaluate these new technologies in the content, in the context of what, whatever, you know, of the current gold standards to ensure that the technology never compromises quality or patient safety. So, it's exciting that we're seeing this growth in innovative technologies, but at the same time, always have to be cautious about um, balancing that with appropriate trials to make sure that we're using the technologies in the right patients in the best way possible to ensure uh, excellent outcomes. 
Yes, that is a great response. And thank you so much for those final thoughts, Doctor. Um, this, this has been an amazing discussion. So I don't I want to thank you so much for coming on Becker's Healthcare. And I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you so much for having me and have a great day. You too.